2: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 26, season three of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on um, Facebook throughout the season. Even Richie, well, another heavy Warriors defeat, but they weren't alone with several teams um, being blown off the park, but how was your weekend?
3: Yeah, my weekend was good. Thanks, Brad. Pleasure to be with you as always. Yeah, not the best for us, obviously, but... You're right, we weren't alone. It seemed like nearly, nearly every game was a blowout. So, um, yeah, maybe the cream yeah. just rising to the top. Yeah, all but two.
2: All but two yeah. were blowouts this week. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to you having to um, – Tell us all the try scorers Yeah, I'm not. It's going to be be a busy night. Uh, But while we're here live on Wednesday evenings at 8pm, you can also catch our show via our podcast on iHeartRadio at your convenience. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was rugby league, including our top stories of the week, a review of round 23 and our picks. We'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys as well as questions that we've got for each other. We'll then preview round 24 and make our picks before ending the night with a recap of Super League. So remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show and hopefully we can answer them as best as possible. And we may as well jump straight into the top stories of the week. Richie. Yep, um First one, uh, not really much of a surprise. Um, we have got the Panthers have secured the 2022 minor premiership and um after their win in the week just gone and they'll be presented the shield after their match against the warriors this week so um yeah if there's ever a a bit of encouragement for the panthers to try to um man up and play the the mighty warriors you know that's going to help them um they just like sticking the knife into warriors i think right now but um well done for for getting the minor premiership um that by no means um guarantees you winning the whole thing as we know melbourne were the minor premiers last year and didn't make the final but panthers i think are still in instead right to to go all the way but um yeah well done on them before we move on and um next bit i had we talked about it last week about the grand final um and where they weren't sure where it was going to be played it's now been confirmed it's going to be at a course stadium in sydney this year but uh Peter Velandes has um, admitted that he's looking at um, following the NFL Super Bowl concept and moving the grand final to different cities each year with where cities can make a bid to host and the biggest bid wins what's what's your
3: thoughts on that Richie? I don't mind it mate I know you and I you you've um I think off here we were talking about it last week and you said that's something you would um, you would be pretty keen on seeing. I know you, you, you're a bit of an NFL fan. So yeah, it'd be cool. It's something different. Um, I don't, I don't know if that will ever come to fruition. You know, they probably likely stay in the big stadiums in Sydney or, or Queensland where they know they'll get guaranteed a lot of revenue.
2: Yeah. I I'm sure in terms of, been able to bid that you're gonna have certain um curricula that you're gonna to have to have like they'll have to have a, a certain amount of seats at said stadium mm. and all the stuff that goes around it. So it will still possibly be down to only your your big boppers, but it could open the doors to Perth, um New Eden, Zealand Eden
3: Park brand, Eden Park.
2: Um the probably Westpac Stadium or the one in Dunedin um Anywhere but Eden Park, but any of those places that have those stadiums that can fill or have that many seats, um, if they're willing to pay the money, they will. Um, they'll be in there. Apparently, the the um, politician that we talked about last week that kind of rejigged on the offer. Apparently, they tabled. I. It's rumored to be around eight million dollars to get the grand final there this year. So that's a lot of money. Um, yeah. It's not trump change. So I, I still feel like it's going to be a between Brisbane and Sydney thing, but mm. I know Perth are interested in trying to get more games there. But with Perth and New Zealand, it brings in the time zone type deal. Um, would they yeah. be willing to play the grand final at an earlier time um, for their viewers? Like To play it at the time it normally is, you'd have to be playing it at like 10 o'clock at night in Auckland. Um so i don't see them doing that but it's going to be interesting we'll i'm sure we'll be able to talk about a lot more in depth next year when um the the pieces on the chessboard actually start moving so um yeah we'll keep an eye on it and hopefully have some more info to bring in the upcoming weeks on how it goes in but um next bit of news trent barrett has officially joined the Parramatta eels as an assistant coach for 2023 and flowing on from that cameron seraldo the Uh, newly appointed um, Bulldogs coach has said he's going to speak with Trent Barrett to ensure that he does not make the same mistakes that Trent did. So um, what's your takes on both that and um, Trent Barrett bringing his expertise to Parramatta?
3: Yeah, it's not bad uh, for Parramatta. Trent obviously didn't handle the head coaching gig too well at the Bulldogs, albeit with a roster that probably wasn't a hiding to nothing anyway, but um, he's a proven assistant coach. So going to yep. Parramatta, um, it's not a bad move on Parramatta's b- behalf. Um, yeah, and, and Seraldo as well. I guess getting it from the horse's mouth, Trent Barrett, um, maybe where he feels it, it could have gone wrong. Um, can't hurt to seek out a bit of advice.
2: Yeah, um, I think it's a good move for Barrett. Um, good to see him back. I think he, I put him in the Stephen Kearney mold where yeah, very I much. think they're um, they're fantastic assistants, but they just don't seem to be able to hit that head coach level. Um, it is a hard job. Um, but yeah, I think he'll do wonders with um, Parramatta there. And yeah, it seems smart from Serrato to go to the guy that had the job before you and find out, you know, the, the ups and downs and just so you don't make the same mistakes right out of the gate um, mm. just seems like a smart way um, to do it. But um, yeah, good luck uh, for Trent and um, Cameron. I hope he does well at Bulldogs, but not too well um, as a Warriors fan um, going into, it, I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to throw this into the universe, but the Raiders are going against me here. Um, the Raiders are confident that they're going to extend Joseph Tapani's time with the club. I'm still hoping that um, Cappy kind of whispers in his ear and says, you know, the Warriors would be a good place for you. Um, but what's your take? Do you, Joseph's kind of um, gone to another level this year. Um, what's, what do you think? Um, do you think he'll be a Raider continuing or will he use this newfound form to to get a big deal elsewhere?
3: Taking it to another level this year... He definitely has. He's been tremendous. So I actually think he's moved moved past the dramas of last year too. Of course, last year, um there were moments during the season where he, he probably, you know, wasn't wasn't so happy there at the Green Machine and his his wife had things to say about the coaching and the selection policy. So um looks like this year he's a lot happier and he's he's moved past that. So You know, I get the feeling there's a good chance he stays there. He seems to be enjoying himself and playing well.
2: Yeah, definitely. And um, we'll get into a bit of a, I don't really want to say funny, but James Tamo um, was sent off for swearing at referee Ben Cummings. And it had looked like he had played his last um, game. He's gone to the judiciary and fought the charges. He originally was going to get a a two-match ban. He's managed to get it reduced to one. He's off contract um, with no offers currently on the table. Do you think he's going to find a club for next year? And what's your take on
3: his um, his actions in the, the Tigers game? Not so sure. He's getting to the age now where are not so sure he'll he'll be offered something. It's possible. I'm not sure why the Tigers just don't throw him another year. I mean, they, they're a team that looks like they're lacking a lot of leaders. You could say what he did on the weekend probably wasn't top draw uh, if you're a leader, but, um, yeah, let's touch on that. So, yeah, he, obviously he called Ben Cummings effing incompetent. Um, some might say he's just telling the truth. Um, Got to clean.
2: clean. Yeah, but...
3: yeah. But the inconsistency of the judiciary, again, really, hey, is, it's not too far away from what Brandon Smith said. Maybe Brandon Smith used the, um, the C word, called him a cheat, which probably... Makes it slightly more confronting if you're a referee, but um, yeah, he, he got a much harsher punishment, really.
2: Yeah, I think to be honest, he got a lighter sentence due to the situation that he's been around for for eons, and this potentially is his last. Hurrah! But, but should that should that have? Any, I don't think uh, it, I don't think it should at have all? any weight. No, um, I yeah, I don't think it should have any weight, but. It is, whether you know, it's a gamble when it comes
3: to the industry. It depends who you are, who you play for, and what you did. Yeah. Um, well, I think Cheese probably has slightly dirtier rap sheet too. I mean, he's got, he's got priors, and we know last year he was involved in scandals. So um, yeah. maybe Tamos is down to him having a bit of a cleaner record.
2: Yeah, and I think um, we'll cover it later on in the match. But I think it was just a lot of frustration. Um, <laughs> You know, red has R- like, got R- all the prayers. I wouldn't last. I I could not be an NRL player. There's too many too many replays of everything. Um, I'd be spotted for everything I did, and I love bat chatting to referees. So yeah, yeah, no yeah. time for me. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it a bit later. And Jacko, yeah, said his clean um, his clean record helped, um, which is true. He, he's kind of kept himself relatively out of drama so I think that <clears throat> that definitely helped him but we'll we'll go to the other end of the spectrum where we're gonna instead of looking at a uh, players and discretion look at fans um young rabbito winger Jackson Polo has received death threats after his poor performance um in the weekend just gone the Rabido CEO has urged him to take the matter to the police and said that if the individuals are identified that he'll cancel their memberships so um I kind of looked at it I felt like as a Warriors fan we had a player doing a lot of the same stuff that Jackson Paulo did and I personally didn't see anything that bad there were very people upset with that player who we're going to talk about later but um not to that extreme I think it's we were saying some horrible things about um our young fullback to each other but nothing to that level um, and definitely <laughs> yeah. not something we would send a player. I think sending death threats over a, a game of footy is um, no, sending death threats in any manner, I think is pretty, pretty bad um, from the, the thug of the, the show here. Um, but yeah, what's your take on that whole situation?
3: Yeah, he had a, he had a pretty poor game, Jackson, Paul, obviously probably, you could say almost cost them the game, but uh, yeah, that's way over the top. And Like you say, I mean, us as Warriors fans have choice words to say about some of our players. Um, you know, you know, relatively often, <laughs> frequently. So, but never, never to that extent. That's obviously um, way over the top. And, and yes, I did, I, I did lose money at the TAB, unfortunately, on that game. Six dollars for the Warriors to win was a little too tempting. <laughs>
2: um yeah, and Jacko mentioned it. He said um mixed gambling was sport and you'll get idiots making threats against players when they lose their money. Yeah. And yeah, look, I I am even too scared to look at the, the bank balance on how much money collectively I've lost over the Warriors over the years, <laughs> but I've never gone to that point where I've blamed them. It's called gambling for a reason. Um yeah. you know, you're you're risking money on a game that you don't know the outcome of so yeah you should never go that far and hopefully he does take it forward he's been dropped this week and um, they said it wasn't due to just his form but you know the mental toll this week has taken on him um so yeah i i wish him well you know we, we've it didn't take long it was a, it's only been a couple of weeks since the passing of paul green for everyone to go back yeah. to normal um and it, it's sad to even call it normal to be honest but um and yeah jacko's advice us to stop gambling it doesn't
3: pay over a lifetime S-s- yeah sound advice jacko i i
2: haven't i haven't i depleted my tab account some weeks ago and i haven't put money in there again so i have held off um but i i have a feeling it will come back come finals time or next season <laughs> um it depends how confident i feel of the warriors um, but we'll move on from that to the Titans. The Titans have rumored to have offered David Fafida another two-year deal with 750k a year, and they've also tabled the idea of moving him to lock. What's your take on? Um, it's a, a, a lesser deal than what he was on before, but what's your idea both on offering him a two-year deal and potentially moving him to lock, where they've kind of got a guy there that's been doing a great job already.
3: Mm. I still kind of think even seven fifty a year is slightly overs. If you're going to judge it on output, um, mm. you got to ask yourself: Do, 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 do the few flashy he scores per year uh, equate to that kind of money? Personally, I'd say no. But um, yeah, moving to lock, I'm, I'm not so sure either. I kind of, I kind of thought yeah, maybe possibly because I thought front rower might even be another good option. Get his hands on the ball a bit more. Um, obviously he's gonna bend the line, no doubt about that. Um and more involvements he gets got to be good for good for the Titans, surely.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm super hypocritical here from my my um stellar playing career, but I think he's too lazy to be a lock. Um it would be like throwing me yeah. there, you know. Mm. Um I'll, I'll do something here or there. But you you look at the, the top locks in the NRL right now, they're workhorses. Um, yeah, you know, they're workhorses that have a bit of flair and he's got the flair part down, but he's not a workhorse. He'll, you know, have one or two moments, um, mm. which isn't what a lock is. Um, which is why you've seen big Tino grow there. Cause that's what he is. He just mm. gets in, gets in the grit and just goes, um, which is kind of what you need as a lock. So I, yeah, we'll see what happens if it, if it eventuates, but I don't think it's a good move. Uh, I personally, if I was the Titans, I'd be looking at spending that seven hundred fifty thousand dollars elsewhere mm. and just, you know, letting letting Fafita go, because um, you can't say he's turned this that, this club around.
3: No, not at all. And I like what you say about about um, Lock probably being a bit too busy of a position for him. I mean, look at some of the best Locks running around at the moment too. They also carry a lot of ball playing. Isaiah Yo, um, Cam Murray, Victor Radley. So I know there's more than one way to skin a cat in terms of playing style, but um, the way the game's played today, I just don't think it suits him.
2: Yeah. But look, you watch, he'll start as Locke next year and be the best player in the NRL and make us look silly. Probably. So, so Who knows? But um, moving on to the Broncos, uh, Tyson Gamble has reportedly asked for a release. Um, from the club and the Knights are favoured to pick him up if his release is granted. Um, kind of not surprising. Uh, Gamble was kind of the talk of the town last year. He's kind of fell away a bit with all the other players that are there. You throw in um, Reese Walsh who's coming back. Do you see? I don't really see a spot in the the game day um, for Gamble where I think he would slot straight into a Knights team right now with how poor they've been. Um, but what, what's your take? Do you think um, the Knights will take a gamble on Gamble, <laughs> nice, or, or will Bronco? <laughs> I stole that, so I, I'll I will claim it. But um, or do you think the Broncos want to go? No, we we're going to keep you. Mm,
3: the Knights could do worse than chasing Tyson Gamble. They're seriously lacking in their halves, um, mm. and Tyson's a sound player. I don't, is he going to fix all their problems? Probably not. I think they need a really dominant seven. They miss that kind of like what Mitchell Pierce used to give to them, that real dominant um, playmaking seven. Um, And Tyson's a sound player, but I I almost prefer him at six because he's a solid solid defender, uh, decent running game, tough. um, But I don't think he's really an out-and-out game-controlling seven, which the Knights are really lacking.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, Continuing the halves talk, um, Mitchell Moses and Dylan Brown from the Eels are apparently going to test their value on the market come the 1st of November. So the Knights may want to hold on to their money right now and potentially throw an offer at um, Dylan Brown, at least. Um, They don't really want a flat-track bully like Mitchell. But um, what's your take? (laughs) Do you you think the Eels could potentially lose one or both of their halves?
3: Potentially, mate. If they're wanting to test the open market, the Eels are going to have to stump up some money to – To keep those guys together because like you say clubs like the knights are going to be circling who really need halves and how much better would the knights look if you threw i know you like to joke about mitch moses but he is a he is a game managing seven with with a bit of flair throw him in the knights or even dylan brown imagine a spine with dylan brown and calen ponga immediately they look a lot they look a lot better so um yeah i bet there's going to be teams willing to throw some coin their way
2: it's going to be interesting come 1st of November with a lot of um, big names um, going around. Unfortunately, my question was going to be about a front rower to come to the Warriors, but I looked at who's off contract and there isn't really any big names. So I took that question away. Um, but we'll move on. The NRL are planning on bringing um, out the Super League champions next year to revive the World Club Challenge as part of the NRL preseason. I like the idea. I don't know if it's going to work this year with the World Cup. Um, I don't know if the Super League teams would be willing to come all the way over. Um, And yeah, Jacko mentioned and Brown turned down big overs um, offer from the Warriors a while ago and now is looking at offers. I think it's just due to it being the Warriors, to be honest. Yeah, he's probably Um, wanting to win games. (laughs) uh, I think with how he's been playing now as well, if he goes to market, he could potentially end up at any club, any club would probably be willing to take him. And Simon says the World Cup Challenge is a waste of time. Um, yeah. So, what's your take on it, Richie? Do, would you like the idea of the the World Club Challenge coming back, or do you just not want to watch cricket scores getting put on the Super League teams?
3: Yeah. I mean, from that point of view, Simon's probably right. It probably would be cricket scores. To the state, the state, the game is over there. It's still entertaining to watch, but not of the same quality. You throw up even probably the best team over over in the Super League and um, put them against the best team over here, it's not going to be competitive unless the NRL team's resting a lot of players. Um, and, that, yeah. yeah,
2: that's generally what it is. You think if it's, say, it's Penrith that go through and win this whole thing and it's St. Helens over there, um, the top guys in St. Helens and the top guys in Penrith will probably still be, on holiday after competing at the world cup because basically all their top guys will be playing in the world cup some of them will go reasonably deep into the world cup so you'd end up having a lot of um like the b the b grades I have no disrespect for them but it'd be them all playing and then what's really the point um yeah so yeah well we'll see what happens but yeah it's it's generally very heavily one-sided so it's not that enjoyable to watch and unless Wigan's involved, I'm not really that interested because the Warriors haven't been in one. So um, if 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 Wigan win the whole thing this year, I, I'll have a different opinion. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the next bit of news is going to Melbourne Storm. They, were, they announced that they were going to um, and release some signings today. They then changed it and said there were going to be five signings and they are going to do them – starting from 3 p.m australian time and then every hour announce one which is great when we've got a show because we don't have them all i've got the first four because the fourth one got announced just as we went live um but the first four are all one-year extensions um the first was george jennings um the second was dean iremiah the third was Jaden Nickarima, and then they just announced that Grant Anderson has extended as a one-year deal as well. So nothing really big-time. I know you said before we went live that you know they're saving Cameron Munster to the end. There's rumors that he potentially could be going to the Dolphins um, still, as we talked about last week. But do you think the fifth one that will be nine o'clock our time will be Cameron Munster? Put put your put your name on the dotted line right now while
3: everyone's listening. No, I'm going to go a classic fence-sit position here and possibly. Like, I think they would save a bigger one for last, surely, wouldn't they, if they're going to do five over a few hours to try and build drama. But, um, yeah, I don't know. There'll be plenty of money the Dolphins are throwing months The way. The longer it goes on, the more I think that's a pretty viable option for him.
2: Yeah.
0: I... Obviously, because it's gonna be a short show, as you said before the show, that's uh, we won't be still on at nine o'clock, but um, but so we'll to talk <laughs> about it. But the uh, but there is that. And then um look, teams trying to build up Rasmussen around re-signing. Like, seriously, if you say it's a, don't say it's a signing when it's a re-signing. People if you say signing yeah. to a new team. If it's gonna be a if it's an existing player or an extension, then it's a re-signing. Stop saying, yeah, stop trying to build up this kind of like Oh, it's a signing. No, it's not. It's just the same player doing the same old thing. Jeez. Um, yeah. Northampton. Yeah.
2: Not a fan yeah. I yeah, I I feel the same. Like when I, I went on to get the first one and it was like a one year extension to George Jennings. I was like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. I had I had the same opinion that Paul did. It was like, oh, I th- when they said they were announcing signings, technically it is a signing, but I yeah, I was expecting something a bit different. Um but yeah. Uh, I'll I'll try to push the show out a little bit so we can get the last one, you know, but we'll, we'll gonna, see what happens.
3: We're going to be here till 9.30 just reading out the try scorers from the review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: um, but that was all I really had on the news. We did have the announcement for the um, Ken Stephen medal contenders, so I should give them some respect and say their names. These are the players that are recognised for their contribution to um, off the field to um, community service, and that's not punishment enforced community service it's actually <laughs> like doing it yourself um Voluntary. <laughs> so we got um 13 players um from the Broncos we have um Deleuze Huita, I think is how you say his name I'm going to butcher a lot of these names I'm sure um the Bulldogs we had Raymond um Faletai Mariner um Cowboys was the Hammer um Hamiso Fado. um the Eels was um, Dylan Brown Knights was Jaden Braley Panthers with Stephen Crichton, Rabidos Cody Walker, Roosters, Angus Crichton, Seagulls, Sean Kippy, Sharks, Nico Hines, um, Storm, Christian Welsh, uh, Titans, Brian Kelly, and Tigers, Luke Garner. So, um, you know, three teams didn't make that cut, um, with the Warriors being one of them. Um, but, yeah, it's, I guess, yeah, it is what it is. Um, so what will happen, for people that don't know, is – that is the official Ken Steven team and then there'll be one of these 13 players will win the medal of being the the top the top guru of um, community service so um, we'll have that later in a couple of weeks when they actually announce it but thought better give them props before we move on um, well done to all those guys um good to see some some good happening in the the community when it comes to NRL
0: since the team of them should they
2: take on a team
0: of the guys who got the most fines and biggest suspensions during the year. Guys,
2: team guys. Team Thug, yeah. I reckon that would be a great way. Team Yeah, great idea. Um, I'll email Peter Volandis, um after the show and put that out there. Uh, but we'll go. That was all the news I had, so we'll move into the injury award. There's only four um, that I, I picked out of a whole lot. Um, so the first one we had was um, Tom Dearden, he had surgery on a testicle, which he ruptured during the Cowboys' win over the Warriors. Um, the club's hopeful he'll return both for the finals, but he is going to miss this week. So um, it's a bit bit copycat of old Deirdre and Richie um, copying Chanel there. but Yeah, um, isn't it? He you didn't notice, to be honest. Um, he played quite well. Um, and then the next one we had was Aaron Clark from the Titans. He's going to miss the rest of the season after suffering a knee injury. Um Ruben Garrick's been added to the extended list of um season ending injuries at the Seagulls. Um he injured his shoulder and Raider Ryan Sutton's gonna miss the rest of the season after injuring a ligament in his hand. Um suppose most of these injuries are gonna be season enders now with only two weeks to go, Richie. Mm. Yeah, you're like right? a, and and
0: sprained <laughs> ankle is a is a uh, is a season ended nowadays. For
2: the, for the season in the finals. Yeah, but yeah, so um That was the the big ones. There was a few others with strains and stuff, but um, these were the main big ones. So that will take me to my favorite part, which is the Naughty Boy Corner. Um, We've got a couple that got suspensions this week, which is always good. Um, Start off with the big bopper, Francis Molo from the Dragons. He got a grade three keyless High Tackle, which sees him miss four matches. So obviously the the final two rounds of this year and then the first two rounds of next year. What do you think of that one? i'll cover it later um i've got notes um, <laughs> Moses inmba from the dragons games that as well they don't count preseason i believe um so it'll be the f- rounds one and two Moses inmba from the dragons he's got two matches um for a grade two healers careless high tackle so his season is done um and then james tamo as we mentioned already he's got one uh, one match ban for um telling a few honest truths to a referee um <laughs> then we'll go into our fines so we got Josh McGuire also from the Dragons he got a grade one dangerous contact and got a thousand dollar fine um Tevita Pangai Jr got an 1800 hundred dollar fine for a grade one dangerous contact Victor Radley from the Roosters got a thousand dollars for a grade one dangerous contact and then Jeremiah Nanai from the Cowboys got an 1800 hundred dollar fine for a grade one dangerous contact so um, yeah, still a bit of spice as we're we're ending the season, Richie.
3: Yep, still a bit of spice. And, and um, before we,
2: before we move on into you having to sell hundreds of names for try scorers, we'll just do a quick recap of the first round of the NRLW. So um, the Roosters defeated the Eels thirty eight to sixteen. Dragons defeated the Titans twenty six to twelve. And the Knights, um, with their new new roster. Um, upset the Broncos 32-14. to Um, And then this week for round two, we have the Broncos who are now currently fifth against the first-place Roosters, the sixth-place Eels against the third-place Dragons, and the fourth-place Titans versus the second-place Knights. Did you get to watch any of these games, Richie? Uh,
3: Yeah, the Knights-Broncos game, I was very impressed with them. Maybe we're seeing a Changing of the guard. The Broncos have been one of the more dominant teams um in the NRLW. So to yeah, see the Knights who are sort of highly touted with the signing of Millie Boyle. Um yeah, yeah looks Millie. like yeah, Brad's Brad's mate, Millie looks like they're gonna be delivering this year.
2: Yeah, and their little half really impressed me. And then I looked afterwards and found she's a seventeen year old.
3: Yeah, um, crazy, yeah. Hey?
2: Yeah, and she did really well. That was the only women's game I managed to watch all of um, during the weekend. But, yeah, as always, it's always a, a competition that um, gives quality football, which is great to see, considering the lack of quality we're about to talk to. Um, so I'll pass that on to you for the start of our recap of the round that was.
3: Thanks, mate. So, yeah, we. I feel like the reviews are going to be quite easy. I mean... I think a lot of teams were very good, very, very good. And um, the other side of the coin, they were the, the, the other teams were very, really bad. Really bad. bad. Um, but the first game was actually pretty competitive. So the Panthers getting up over the Rabbitohs 26 to 22, four tries apiece for the Panthers. Stephen Crichton, Dylan Edwards, Spencer Lenu, and Liam Martin to four tries from the Rabbitohs. Alex Johnson with a double, Cody Walker and Campbell Graham, who's returned from injury. Um, I thought this was a cracker game, Brad. Very competitive. I don't think the Rabideaus, um disgraced themselves at all. Despite the loss, I thought they had a real good dig. But, um, yeah, the Panthers uh, really stood up for this one, showed what they're made of and sealed that that minor premiership
2: yeah um the first of only two close games this weekend and um yeah for the Panthers I thought Dylan Edwards had another standout night his growth his growth this season's been outstanding um Mm. the Panthers just continue to roll forward despite missing players and um this was a game I expected them to lose um I got it wrong in my picks but um they just know how to get the job done regardless of who's there so um it was just a typical Panthers performance um The forwards built momentum, um, and then the spine got the team into scoring opportunities. Ivan Cleary, um, he had a bit of a masterstroke, I think. He moved Api Carousel to the bench um, and then injected him into the side against tiring defenders, and it just split the defence apart. Um, I don't think you're going to see that every week, but I think against the Rabidos, I don't think their interchanges is as good as a lot of other teams are up in that top echelon so it is quite a a good play to use um but yeah great performance from Penrith and for the Rabbitohs it's the same thing I complain about almost every second week with them they just made too many errors um we talked about Jackson Polo already um Mm. he dropped a a few guaranteed tries unfortunately and if you take all those errors out of the game I think they would have got the victory here um we get once they get a taste of the drop season, though, it kind of goes downhill for them, but to have an error riddle performance and lose by four points against the Panthers. Um, I would be very happy if that outcome happened this week for the Warriors. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And once they are go, you know, they're, they're a finals team already. Um, if they show respect to the ball a bit more in the playoffs, um, they're going to, they're going to be a hard team to beat another case, of the drop season, they might have an early exit. Um, you know, it's still a die in finals. So, but yeah, uh, it was a great start to the what was a, a
3: horrible round. Yeah, let's get into the first of those blowouts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unfortunately, we were on the wrong end of it. Uh, Friday night game Cowboys 48, Warriors 4. Eight tries to one for the Cowboys. Cohen Hess, Murray Taolangi, Jeremiah Nanai, Peter Hiku, Tom Dead, and Luciano Leiloa, Tom Dead, and again, and the Chad Chad Townsend, only the one try for Marcelo Montoya in the 33rd minute. <sighs> uh, <laughs> Where'd he start, mate? Um, I feel like the Cowboys did this with, with just such ease, they just marched through us and we didn't help ourselves. 12 errors, I felt like a few of those were, um, our fullback. Like you said, we were texting amongst ourselves. He, had a night to forget. So on top of, top of a few errors, errors also a few bad missed tackles. And oh. yeah, you you go, mate. This was this oh. was ugly to watch for me.
2: Yeah. So um, first, full credit needs to go to the Cowboys. It was the first game at home since the passing of Paul Green. So you yeah. you always knew they were going to get. They were going to step up for this one. Not that they need their second place, and their second place for a reason. Um, they were just relentless, though, and they kept punishing the Warriors, and it was just hard to watch. Um, as I said to you, I I was very tempted to change the channel, but we talk about it on the show. I was writing the the live match report for Nothing But League as well, so I had to watch the whole 80. Um, but yeah, Tom Dean and Chad Townsend, they controlled the match to perfection. Um, and the Cowboys just kept running in numbers. I think that was the biggest thing I saw. They always ran in numbers and, um, killed the Warriors with support play. You saw the, on the other hand of it, the Warriors, I think Bunty Ophawa made a break and was on an Island. By-
1: Mother's day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile.
2: himself and um you know as much as I love my my front rowers he's not a speedster by any strength of the imagination so um he should have had at least someone there with him to pass the ball to and that was just the the polar opposites these two teams are right now um hard to fault any perform issues in the Cowboys performance um they're just a good side and the Warriors I don't know where to start Stacey Jones came out after the match and said that eight or nine guys didn't show up and I have to agree. It looked like they just um, didn't want to be there and we're going through the motions. Reese Walsh had a shocker Um, questionable defense, uh, poor handling and so many times being found out of position in the defensive Mm. line. Um, I think he's checked out personally. Um, do Do you think he should have been dropped this week? In my review, I said I would have Chanel back at fullback. And mm. dropped Reese. Stacy read my review and said that's a great idea. And he kept Reese Walsh at fullback, and he dropped Dejounte
3: Um <laughs> I agree with I agree with you completely. Um, off the back of that performance, uh, yeah, how could you <laughs> how could you not drop him? And if you're going to bring Chanel Harris to back in. He's proved in a couple of times he's played fullback this year that he's very capable and actually performed quite well there. Um, and yeah. I just feel like Dejan doesn't deserve to um to
2: Dejan, crea- Dejan created the only try in this game. Yeah. <laughs> and for those efforts, he got dropped.
3: Exactly. You take it back a week before, too, and he was terrorizing the Bulldogs with some Matt Burton-like bombs. He's just got a lot of strengths to his bow that – I feel like we could use, and it's such a shame. It looks like we're not going to extend and, and try and tap into that. Bless you. Bless you, <laughs> One of the things I was going
0: to say was this, I'm, not, I'm not sure checking it. Is checking out fair, or is it just – look, it's talking about a very young guy. Um, he's going to be inconsistent anyway. No, for for number one, he's not going to be consistent yet. at This stage of his career. Secondly, he's clearly got a lot of things going on um, at the moment uh, as, as well, the distractions off the pitch. Uh, we know that players who have distractions on the pitch rarely be able to put, uh, find it harder to play on the pitch. So, uh, whether it's whether it's checked out, whether it's just other things going on, um, just uh, yeah, I vocal. think players do do, do, do try. Um, but um, here, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to be this. Uh, see, this is this, this, this should be uh, yeah. The, 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 the voice of reason. Of the, uh, the voice of <laughs> reason.
2: Yes. You can hear the fatherly um, instinct in you, there, Paul. Um, <laughs> I'm not his father. He, if you don't perform, you you get dropped, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> oh, know, 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 I'm not
0: saying should get dropped. I'm just saying the reasons behind his poor performances might not be the fact that he's checked out. Right,
2: but, yeah, he's, he's checked out. He's already he's, got his. He's already got his Broncos jersey on under his Warriors one. Um, we'll see. He if he bounces back this week, full credit to him. Um, but yeah, it just. He wasn't the only one, though. I, I don't want to make it sound like because no, Reese no, Walsh had a bad not. night, the Warriors lost. Um, I had, apart from your usual suspects, like I had, Adam Fenua Blake was my Warrior of the Week, um, just based on his stats. He he was second in the forwards and running meters, and he had no missed tackles, which um, was a rarity um, this week. But I also, we were talking during the game, um, Tom Ali. I like the look of him. He got more minutes yeah. this week. Um, and Aggressive. Yeah, he was aggressive. He looked like he actually cared, um, mm. which was something we didn't see. Uh, Josh Curran had that effect too, um, judged by his frustration when he decided to <laughs> have a go. He did it smart. That's how you do it. We need yeah. all the teams to write down. He basically had a go at the referee, but didn't get in trouble. He got penalties indirectly. for it. He indirectly, he, indirectly a go. I love of, that because of um, a call that I was on his side for. I thought it was the wrong call, and he basically just said this happens to us every week, Um, (laughs) which is something all the Warriors fans have been saying. So it was nice to see it. I didn't like that there was a penalty, and then the uh, the Cowboys scored not long after. But seeing players like that actually caring is a big thing, especially when you've got nothing but pride to play for and a lot of guys aren't stepping
3: up. Let's touch on that call. What was going on there? I mean, he's got up to play the ball quickly. Isn't it the defender's responsibility to clear the ruck?
2: Yes. Did, um, so I didn't actually ref-
3: see, an, I didn't see a knock on at all either.
2: Yeah. Um, unfortunately, there was a, a big discussion in the house. It was um, Casey Badger was the upstairs official, and she's a real stickler for the how the rules are set in the book. There's no gray area, so it's black or white. Um, I didn't see a knock on, it didn't change the outcome of the game, so I'm not going to be pulling my yeah, hair out and screaming obviously. or anything, Yeah. but, um, yeah, I thought it was a bad call and, um, yeah, the referee's ex- explanation after the fact was that if the player, the defender is in the way, you need to take a step back. I've but never seen no. that in any game no. where a defender's in the way and the player, gets told, step back and play the ball. You get The defender has to get out of the way. Um, or yep. at least make an effort to get out of the way, not just sit there.
3: Hey, um, the, ball, the ball carrier stands up and plays the ball on the spot. It's yeah. always been that way. You don't move off the mark to play the ball. Um, it's yeah. been that way since the start of rugby league. The defender has to clear the route. Right.
2: Yeah. But yeah, that's all I really have to say about it. Yeah. Sorry, um,
3: I'm sounding bitter.
2: We're, we're almost at an hour already, um, Richie, yeah. and we're only <laughs> two games in.
3: Let's move on to the next show, Yeah,
2: <laughs>
3: Storm 60, Broncos 12. A big 10 tries to two. Young Tuna Mapea, Tui Kamikamita, David Norfoluma, Cameron Munster, Harry Grant, Justin Ollum times two, Jerome Hughes, Nelson Esofo-Solomona, and David Norfoluma with another one. Two tries for the Broncos, uh, Kurt Capewell and Corey Oates. One of those was gifted to Kurt Capewell's one was pretty much gifted from the Storm, so... This was a spanking of the highest order.
2: Yeah, and no, I didn't see the score coming. You know, we predicted the Storm winning, but I didn't Next.
3: expect it to be by this
2: big. No, we've got, we got, we got points. Come on, Paul. Um, I've got here, I don't have a lot. I've got Storm out a training run. They all look great, and um, it's making their losing streak look like a distant memory. Harry Grant was a constant threat, and the Storm boards yeah. looked unstoppable. Munster and Hughes were just picking their shots all night. Um, and the rest of the eight should be worried about the Storm side as they're building at the right time. Mm. Broncos are meant to be a top eight side but didn't play like it. 15 errors and 66 missed tackles just isn't good enough, and this performance could have cost them a shot at the finals. Um, They might lose the eight depending on how the Raiders go. So this game here might have sealed
3: their season. We just don't know yet, and that's all I have. Yeah, I didn't have a lot either. I was just going to say maybe... The Broncos are actually bottom eight side that's been masquerading as a top eight side for a lot of yeah. the year, um, and the Storm appear to be back in a big way. Yeah, which is pretty obvious by that scoreline. Next, next hiding, Eels forty-two, Bulldogs six. Uh, Will Pincini, Wanga Blake, Mike Civer, Ryan Madison, Tom Oppacherch, Dylan Brown times two, and Wanga Blake with another try, and one sole try for the Bulldogs, Aaron Shoop. Yeah, go on, Brad. Another hiding, <laughs> another yeah game. Other um, Eels are great, by the way. That, yeah. that, that, um, the good Eels turned up, not the um, terrible Eels.
2: Yeah, third uh, third blowout in the row. Um, rinse repeat from the last one. Eels just had a training run, made it look easy. Dylan Brown was a nightmare all night for the Dogs, and Mitch Moses was decent as well. I'm still not sold on the Eels being title contenders, but if they can build on this performance they could go deep. I feel like I say that every second week. Um, Bulldogs got one try. Um, it was nice uh, off the back of a scrum. They were they were still in the match at halftime, but just didn't come out in the second half. Their defense was shocking and they just didn't do anything with the limited ball they had. Um, disappointing for the Bulldogs fans to see their side lose by big margins two weeks in a row. You know, they lost um, 42-18 to us and then 42-6 against the Bulldogs, uh, against the Eels. So, yeah, um, I think them, like many others, are just counting down to the offseason.
3: Yep. I'll agree with that, Brad. Um, Next. Next. Sharks, 40. Sea Eagles, 6. 7 tries to 1. Nico Hines, Royce Hunt, Matt Moylan, Matt Ikevalu, Nico Nico Hines again, Brydon Nakora, Matt Ikevalu. One try for Manly, Daly Cherry Evans, the skipper. 22-0 22-0 at half time, stayed one-sided throughout. Um, yeah, what's happened to Manly? Seems, they've, though, seems as though they've fallen off a cliff since the Pride Jersey controversy.
2: Yeah, well, their finals hopes are now officially gone. Um, embarrassing defeat at home, and when you put into um, the thought that it was Kieran Foran's last game for Manly at home, I expected a bit more of an effort from the team. Um, they just look disinterested, which is a common theme this week. Sharks look dangerous. Nico Hines and Matt Moylan were creating plenty of opportunities for the side to score, and it just looked like they're clicking, and it's another team that's building at the right time, and they could be mm. dangerous um, and could go deep in the finals.
3: I think so, mate. I think they're one of, definitely one of the Smokies there. Um, they just seem to have the high hand right now. I know Manly aren't much chop at the minute, but um, – still to go there at Brookvale. I, I think the Sharks have a terrible record there at Brookvale too. Yeah. I think I was they haven't won there in over a decade, I think, um, from memory. Was, I can't exactly.
2: It was something like that.
3: Was it 14 years or something like that? Hmm. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the Sharks look like they're the Sharks of uh, 2016, you know, that, that kind of definitely a premiership threat. Yeah. Wow. I've got my work cut out for me in this next game. Rooster 72, Tigers 6, 12 tries to 1, Nat Butcher, Angus Crichton, Angus Crichton again, Nat Butcher again, James Tedesco, Connor Watson, Drew Hutchison, Nat Butcher again, Daniel Tupo times 2, Nat Butcher with his fourth, and Matt Lodge, the ex-Warrior, the um, the ex-Warrior getting one in the 79th minute. One try for the Tigers, Brent Naden in the 72nd minute, but this was cricket score stuff. Uh, 54 missed tackles for the Tigers, 13 errors. They're just, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. everything you expect of the Tigers, but we got, but but worse even.
2: Hmm. Yeah, it was one way traffic. Roosters were basically going a try a minute for the 480. Mm. Um, they all played well. James Disco, Angus Crichton, Nat Butcher were all stellar. Um, yeah, four tries for Butcher.
3: Luke Carey um,
2: too. I thought Luke Carey was fantastic. Yeah, Luke Carey as well. Um, if they keep playing like this, then you may still get your premiership contender prediction right. They they might go all the way if they played like this against everybody. Um, we'll we'll see if they can replicate this form this week. But um, yeah, Tigers, they were just woeful. Um, it was heartbreaking to see, to be honest. Um, and Tim Sheens and Benji have got a lot of work to do here. Um, as we already talked about, James Tamo's send-off, I think it was just frustration. Yeah, definitely. Um, I believe from a captain watching his side not show up, and the wooden spoon looks like it's heading their way.
3: Yeah. 12 from 12 from Sam Walker, too. That's a that's a hell of an effort to score 12 tries and kick, kick every conversion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the next game was Brad's favourites, the Dragons, getting up over the Titans, 46 to twenty six. I think Brad actually tipped this one. I tried to go to the I try to go the other way on this one to pick him back a bit, but it it didn't work out. So forty-six oh, to twenty-six, dragons over the Titans, nine tries to four, uh Teletau Omone, Amone, Monga, Matthew Fungai, Jaden Sullivan, Jack Bird, Telatau Amone with another one, Teltao Monga with another two, and Jack Bird. Nine tries, that's um they like they're kinda of lucky Zach Lomax missed four goals, the Titans. Yeah, uh, four, four tries to the Titans. AJ Brimson over for feeder, both for and Jojo for Um, come on, Brad. You break down your favorite team for me.
2: Yeah, um, it was a big game from the Dragons here. Um, Amone, as you said, he had a great game, and I think he's building form. Forget the NRL, he's building form for the World Cup, and yeah. he should be a shoo in for the halves for Tonga. Um, and if he can play like this for Tonga, it makes them a lot more dangerous. Um, mm. Nice hat trick from um, Moga. He's had a horrible run um, of injuries in his career. If Kind of everywhere he goes, he seems to get plagued with injuries. But he showed how dangerous he can be um, when he's healthy. And um, I've always liked him. I've always thought he's a, a great player. So hmm. hopefully we see more of this from him. Um, but, yeah, good performance from the Dragons. Credit where credit's due. Um, they played simple footy, and it worked. Francis Molo got a, a red card, as we talked about earlier, for his high tackle. It didn't look good um and was reckless but there was no malice and i thought a yellow would have been enough and i think four weeks i thought a four (laughs) weeks is a bit too much you know he's a he's a big front rower he was up against a winger that was running to the side you stick an arm out every prop's done it you know and when you're as big as he is you know you stick an arm out any guy running as hard as they can it's going to look bad um so yeah i think maybe i would have gone two weeks you know rule them out for the season um but f- going into next year I think was a bit too much for me but I am a lot more lenient when it comes to these type of things and when it comes to front rowers so I know I might be on my own in that opinion but yeah um the Titans they did look good in patches they just don't know how to deliver an 80-minute performance Jaden Campbell was busy out the back big Tino and both were um did enough to keep their heads held high I still want to see more out of Fafida, but he did score a nice try, which I think we say once every couple of weeks.
3: We said it last week too, didn't
2: we? That's two in a row. We did. That's two in a row. That is two in a row. I'm
3: going to nickname you Brad. It wasn't that bad anger. (laughs) That that was a shocking high tackle, mate. Um, Uh, (laughs) It's
2: all right. Look, okay, if Paul didn't watch it, it was a head-high tackle ball, and it was against Patrick Herbert, and Patrick Herbert was on the ground complaining about his sore knee so he wasn't even complaining about getting hit high so you know
3: what's I, complaining got to do with getting hit in the head
2: it's got everything to do with it richie um <laughs> i don't know i i will always fight fight for the the hard men of the game fair
3: um, enough love you love I, you Pash. i don't know
2: um last game last, last game. game
3: was one of the only tight games of this of the round yeah. Getting um, before we get the last ball. game, we're, we're only five minutes away from the last, or
0: a few minutes away from the last announcement. And um, get off that bench, boys! Um, I want to say who who are they announcing um uh, for, for their the last signing?
3: Is it is it the man or is it somebody else? All right, I'll I'll get, I'll get off the fence. Cam Munster. Yeah.
2: Cam Munster. Brad? Um, I am going to say it's going to be um I'm just looking at the team roster I don't know who's off off contract
3: if they're going to make a big song and dance it's got to be Munster.
2: I don't know who it's going to be but it won't be Munster. I'm going to go the, the opposite uh, <laughs> it won't
3: be Munster. okay
0: so you'll go you'll go for not monster and a re-signing or or, or not monster and, and a new a new
2: face uh not monster in a re-signing oh, yeah, I'm okay. gonna...
0: right. we've got you both right we'll we'll check back in again in uh, in eight minutes I'll I'll wait.
2: Wait. Yeah, I've got the I've got the Melbourne Storm website to my left, refreshing all the time. So once that news is announced, we'll get there. But yes, Raiders Knights.
3: Last game, Raiders Knights. Raiders twenty eight, Knights twenty two. Five tries apiece for the Raiders. Sebastian Chris, Jordan Rapana, Sebastian Chris again, Hudson Young, and Jack Whiten. The Knights, Edric Lee, Dominic Young times two, Edric Lee with a second, and Jaden braley A lot of try scorers getting multiples this weekend. Twenty two eight at halftime, Brad, and the Faders did a reverse fade.
2: Yep, just like they did when they uh, defeated the Warriors. Uh, yeah. It was finally another close game. There was eight games, and we had two close ones. So that that's that's good. Um, Knights showed some spirit and looked like they were going to steal this match with, as you said, strong first half leading 22-8. to Um, Then they just didn't come out in the second half and the the Raiders squeaked out a win. Dominic Young for the Knights, I thought, looked dangerous out on the edge and I think he's really started to find his feet in the NRL. It was a bit of an adjustment coming from Super League. Um, Traditionally, backs from the Super League don't do that well um in the nrl it's normally the forwards that do well but good to see he's a good talent nice and big um i expect a bigger year from him next year Mm. um everything appears to be falling apart for the Knights off the field right now but if they can play like this for the final two games it will at least be in a step in the right direction um for them um yeah simon says this reverse fader hopefully it becomes a thing i hope so for you too um the raiders they keep their finals hopes alive. uh, it looked lackluster in the first half. I thought they'd blow in their shot, um, but yeah, that second half effort was really top notch. Hudson Young was great, and he's really turned his young career around after being tagged as a dirty player in the early stages. I think he's really become a linchpin in this Raiders forward pack. Um, Jack Wyden was amazing. Um, it's tr- and it was true vindication, I think, for for Widen to get him to score the match-winning try. Um, mm. Uh, yeah, Simon said he put his predictions in, but it's disappeared from the chat. Yeah, I haven't seen it, so if you can repost it again, because we'll need it. Um, but yeah, um, when Whiten plays well, the Raiders play well. Um, I want to see them continue to win, because they need to win every game to make the eight, and I think it just makes for a great story um, to watch them sneak into the eight. But yeah, they just need to keep winning.
3: Absolutely, and it, it is a great story, and it, if they keep winning, it's going to put a, a lot of pressure on the Broncos, and who doesn't love um, towards the end of the season, you know, getting down to the last game and having something on the line. Um, moment of the match for you, Brad? Surely um, surely the big bust from from Papali'i and, and the try coming off the back of it. you got to love he, the props doing the damage like that, don't you?
2: He has one or two of those a year, so it is always good to see. Um, yeah. But yeah. It uh, doesn't matter what club you play for. If you're a front rower and you make a, a break, um, I'm cheering you all the way. <laughs> Unless it's against the Warriors.
0: <laughs> Unless it's for the Dragons.
2: Well, yeah. Well, I was just, I was just defending Francis Molo from the Dragons, so I, I have, I have no standards. I, don't I know. think
3: that was more you defending thuggish behaviour than defending a Dragons. Defending player. a Dragon player, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was that the rounds.
2: Yeah, um, kind of lacklustre, I guess, for a lot of teams. Not really put in the effort. But, um, Not if you
3: Simon. Simon bagged eight from eight.
2: Yes, which we, you, you're spoiling here. We'll go to our tips of the round, um, if if Paul can bring it up. There we go. So, yes, Simon got the the little gold banner um, for getting eight out of eight. He nailed every game. Um I got one game wrong. I got the Rabbitohs-Panthers wrong. And then, Richie, you got two wrong. You got the Rabbitohs game and the Titans game wrong. So um, what that means is I'm still leading 121 out of 176. Um, Richie is behind me 118 out of 176. And Simon has narrowed that that lead down. He's only behind Richie by one at 117 out of 176 so uh, richie's been doing all the mind games trying to get first place and forgetting that there's another person in this race <laughs> so um simon simon's coming with a wet sail from the back
0: and so, um might got, say that first place is wrapped up and it's uh, best of the rest that's uh, that's been
2: fought over i think so i i think i think i've done enough here um to then i'll go and have a shocker in the finals so it'll be an opposite of what we did last year richie where you dominated the rounds and then i dominated the finals simon simon's at least putting a spanner in the works which is good to see um so that will move us on to the ladder um so if you can bring that one up for us paul um not too many changes um the top four remain the same with the penrith Cowboys, sharks and storm taking that out the eels have moved up to fifth the roosters have moved up to sixth the Rabbitohs have gone down to seven and the broncos have gone down to eighth the Raiders stay where they are at ninth. The Dragons have gone up to tenth. Um, Manly have gone down to eleventh. Bulldogs stayed twelve. Warriors stayed thirteen. Knights stayed fourteen. Titans stayed fifteen, and the Tigers stayed sixteen. And we talked a bit before the show. There's now only uh, nine teams in the race for the top eight. It's the top eight we're talking about currently, and the Raiders. And I've actually got a little list here of the best and worst of where you can sit so um yeah dragons doesn't matter what happens they're not making the eight but mathematically there are the bulldogs warriors knights titans and tigers that all potentially could still be spoon um winners um we talked about it before the show we're basically taking the bulldogs out of the equation due to the draw they have left and their points differential so essentially Mm. it's warriors knights titans tigers that could still get it um
3: so, yeah, um, interesting. Make a call, Brad. Who's who's wrapping up eighth? Canberra Raiders' last two games, Manly and Tigers, both very winnable with the form that the Ra- um, Seagulls and the Tigers are in. That's the Raiders. The Broncos' last two games, Eels and Dragons.
2: Yeah, I think the Raiders are going to make it. I think the, the Raiders will go two from two.
3: You think the Broncos will drop one, at least one of those games? Yeah. Yeah, very Eels this weekend will be tough. Yeah, Broncos. I haven't
2: picked I haven't picked the Broncos this week. Spoilers. Um so yeah, I think that they're in trouble this week. Um and I am just writing down Simon's picks. Cheers for that, Simon. Um you've done you've picked well this week. Um but we'll go into um Yeah, so it's great news when innocent Ricky comes back yeah (laughs) um so we'll go into questions were there any questions from anyone in the the audience paul aha we've got the last one we have no
0: questions in the audience no no we're just uh just been uh sort of chatting uh as you've been um, been going along so come on then what is what is the uh what is the announcement announcement, uh, breaking news always
2: as always brad is always on the money um (laughs) We've got um, the fifth and final signing. The Storm have announced tonight. They have um, signed um, Marion Sevy, a two-year oh, extension. Yeah.
3: So they they announced all extensions. That was their big. So, that was their big song and dance for their big song extension. and dance this
2: week was five extensions to potentially five guys who won't play first grade next year.
3: Yeah. So Munster to the no. the Dolphins
2: well Munster may still be assigning but i know it seems a bit cheap just doing it for the players they announced but congratulations on all of them for yeah. um, extending their time with the storm um so yay um we delayed the show for that long for a, a big payoff at the end and it, it blew up on our face Richie. um yeah. but we'll go with our questions i'll let you go
3: first because i've started the last two weeks <clears throat> okay um so the final series are approaching pretty fast. I just, easy one this week. Who's your tip to take out the M Award for 2022, given what you've seen?
2: Oh, I don't know. Um, I know before it went behind closed doors, Ben Hunt was leading. Mm. I can't really, he's had some good games and some bad games since then. Um, I'm going to go outside of it. And I'm going to go with Nico Hines. Cool. I yeah, my my prediction is um, not valid, so I have to change it up at the last minute, and I panic. So yeah, Nico Hines. Which I, did you have Nico as your predicted one to start the year?
3: No, I think I had him as my. Best,
2: oh no! Yeah, clearly best new
3: signing. I had clearly. Yeah. I think maybe I had Nico as the best new signing.
2: Yep, you did. And yeah. I had Aaron Penny looking back. So that's a bust. <laughs> uh, sorry. We, we'll cover all those at a later episode. Going off track. There. Uh,
3: I definitely yeah. think Nico Hines will, has a good shot. Um, yeah. So if you have any other Smokies, because I think Ben Hunt is a very good sh- shot too. I mean, given that he plays with the Dragons and he's probably best on field every week for them.
2: Yeah, I think um, Ben Hunt's still in the running. I just don't know. There's a few weeks where he might not have done well. But yeah,
3: um, someone like Dylan Edwards has to be in the running too. And you look, Cleary actually has had a fair bit of time off. I know I predicted him started yeah. the year, but he's actually but had it, a bit of time off this year. And Edwards it, it has been supreme every game.
2: Yeah, but we'll obviously get to talk about that close to the time. But yeah, so there, we put our line in the sand there. But my question for you, um, Stacey Jones came out and said that eight or nine of the Warriors players had a poor attitude and weren't playing for the jersey. If you were in charge, how would you fix the attitude issue if it can be fixed?
3: you just got to stamp it out, mate. If if I'm coaching a side that I believe a number of players are playing with poor attitude and not playing for the jersey, I don't give them a jersey the following week. Until they yeah. prove to me that they're willing to fight for the jersey, um, that should be a bare minimum if you want to play for the Warriors or any any of these NRL teams, you know.
2: Any NRL team, yeah.
3: It should be bare minimum. You go out there and you put in maximum effort. You may not win every game, but you should play with heart and you should play for the jersey. If you're not showing me that, I'm not selecting you.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat because I I made a I thought it was a good a good statement in my review about it um so i'm gonna i'm just going on to my website to have a look um yeah honestly i can't find it um this this is Oh, right, here we go um i'm not a coach but i'd rather see a player with less talent who gives a hundred percent over a superstar just going through the motions um yep. So, yeah, a, a team of champions, not a champion team type scenario. But, yeah, um, yeah I know that um, Stacey kind of came out and made an excuse that they just don't have um, enough healthy players right now. Like, yeah. they've already made changes. Jack Murchie got injured. You and Aitken's out for personal reasons, so they had to make some changes. Positive note on that. I know you guys don't care, but Ben Murnasilla is back in the 17. So um, I'm, I'm happy. Um, my boy is back. Um, after you know that horrible elbow dislocation, but um, yeah, I think changes young guys just throw them in. If I'd rather have a guy that wants to play than a guy that's just out there because you've told him he has to play, mm. but yeah, that's why we sit here and talk about it here. And we aren't first grade coaches, I guess. Um, especially when there's not really anything to play for either,
0: yeah. These last yeah, so give, give some guys some experience out there, yeah.
2: yeah. But yeah, that Stacey is not gone with that. Um, I'll, I'll send him my reviews again. Hopefully, he'll take more notes. But um, well,
3: you we'll, see what happens when you hand a young guy that's itching for game time, like we talked about Tomale. He looked yeah. like he wanted to take that opportunity with both hands and play with hunger. Um, yeah. What reward that? That's what I want to see rewarded. Yeah.
2: Um, but we'll go into our round 24 if Paul can bring out the fixtures. Simon's already given me his tips here and he's he's knocked it out of the park again um that's the ladder, Paul there we go there we go um so I'll get your picks as we go through Richie so first up on Thursday we have the Broncos and Eels Simon and myself have both picked the Eels
3: yep Parramatta
2: you're going with the Eels as well um next up we have the Panthers and Warriors Simon and myself have both gone with the Panthers
3: I'm staring clear of the TAB on this one, I tell you. That much is for sure. Panthers.
2: Panthers. It's not tra- being traded when we're honest, Paul. Uh, we next up, we have the, the Storm Roosters, which potentially could be the game of the round. Uh, Simon and myself have both gone with the Storm.
3: Yeah, I'm going to go Roosters. Roosters. This, this is potentially going to throw me in last place, but we'll see. It, it's,
2: not, it's not a bad estimate. It could happen. You never know. Um, next up, we have Raiders Seagulls. Um, oh, Simon's so gone. Uh, just showing you what's
0: uh, what's what's under um, uh, Richie's hood, um, beanie.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I got that wrong. <laughs> Sorry, I got it wrong. Simon went with the Roosters. I misread it. Oh, good. Sorry, apologies, guys. So he yep. went with the Roosters. I went with the Storm on my own. Um, he went with the Raiders, and I went the Raiders and the Raiders vs Seagulls clash.
3: Yes, Raiders. Raiders um, for sure.
2: Yep, so, yeah, apologies, Simon. It looked like I might have been trying to screw you out of points there. I fixed my error. Next up, we have Sharks, Bulldogs. Um, we both went with the Sharks.
3: Yeah, it's got to be Sharks.
2: Got to be Sharks. Next up, Rabbitohs, Cowboys. <coughs> we both went with Rabbits.
3: Yeah, I'd be tempted to go Cowboys, but with Dead and Busting is not, I think, yeah, Rabbits.
2: I went with Home Factor as well. I was really yeah. stuck on that one. Then we have the Tigers-Dragons. Um, I have picked the Dragons, so is Simon.
3: You picked oh, the Dragons? Simon yeah, has just
2: come back and said he means Storm. Storm. Yeah, Man, I'm, I'm having to cross this off and then cross it back. So, yeah, you're back <laughs> with Storm with me there. Um, so you went Dragons, sorry?
3: Yeah, how could you tip the Tigers? You can't right now. And yeah,
2: Titans-Knights
3: was That's really hard. One. Mm. um simon
2: and myself have both gone titans
3: i'll go the other way then
2: knights it's really tough i I don't know both horrible teams yeah um (laughs) so yeah there we go so the only difference um there's no difference between me and simon and you are different on the roosters and the knights um so you you potentially might equal or get ahead of simon um or simon could leapfrog yeah. We'll, yeah we'll see it make it interesting for next week but before we sign off we have super league so um no changes in the top league, uh top four of the super league st helen's still first Wigan second uddersfield third and catalan's fourth wakefield um managed to get a win um which also sees them make the uh, gap between them and to lose six points so as simon said um it's almost all but guaranteed Toulouse will be relegated unless they have a last-minute decision to have an expansion to keep them up. So if they don't decide to expand it, Toulouse are going down. Um, in the down competition, um, the Betfred Championship, the Lee Centurions, who were the team that were relegated last year, they broke their club record with a 100-4 to 4 win over York City. Yeah, Got the century. Um, yeah. so um, I thought, even though we don't talk about that, Lower grade competition over there. I thought I had to mention it due to them deciding they wanted to do a bigger score than what the NRL can do. Um, but yeah, going over the games quickly. Artisfield defeated Castle for thirty six to ten. Wakefield defeated Hull FC twenty six eighteen. Leeds defeated Warrington 24-18. Saint Helens defeated Hull KR thirty eight to twelve. Wigan wanting to stick that knife um, into loose, they won fifty two to six so there's only two teams in that grade. Come on, there's a few more than that, isn't there? Um, and Catalans lost to Salford, 46-14, to 14, um, which means we go into round 25. There's Leeds versus Uddersfield, Wakefield versus Hull KR, Salford versus Hull FC, Warrington versus Castleford, Toulouse versus Catalans, and Wigan versus St. Helens. So that should be the match of the round there, number one and two going against each other. Um But, yeah, there's a few other good clashes there. I feel sorry for Toulouse having to go up against Catalans. um, Might be a a tough night at the office for them. But anything else you want to add before we go off, Richie?
3: As always, mate, thanks to you. Thanks to the the viewers for the discussion and, Paul, for his fantastic work, as always.
2: Definitely. And, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in tonight and joining us on the standoff with Brad. And Richie, and um, before I finish here, Simon said there's only two teams of money, and um, yeah, so yeah, it's basically there are more teams, but there's two teams that are actually competitive due to the money, um, which is my problem with promotion relegation. But we won't go on and on about that right now. But um, yeah, thank you for joining us on the standoff with Brad Richie for your weekly update. Of Rugby league, tune into our show next week at 8 p.m. here on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Thanks again, Richie, for joining me and Paul for all your hard work out the back. And good night, everyone.